Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Let's turn this on. There we go. What is with this today? Welcome back, everybody. 1235 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates from Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers Now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday from 5 p.m. until close. Momentarily, we'll hook up with uh, Frank Saravalli for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. A little bit later on, general manager of the uh, Edmonton Oilers, Ken Holland. I think we got Frank. Uh, we should be good to go here with Frank, so we're going to do that right now. Frank's appearances are brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta Live, thoroughbred racing back, Century Mile Racetrack and Casino every Friday and Saturday. For more information, head to thehorses.com. Uh, and one of the reasons why you're hearing those papers shuffle is Frank has taken the time to hook up an actual Opal line for us to improve sound quality. Much appreciated, Frank. How you doing? How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. It was not a holiday weekend. Just another weekend here chasing uh, all the big news around the NHL. All right. Well, let's start. Uh, I guess, look, we'll start with the team down south, Calgary. I, I, For the record, I totally agree with the direction that they've gone here uh, with an internal candidate. I think they should do the same with the head coach as well. I think that it needs to be one of Mitch Love or Ryan Husker or even Kirk Muller, but uh, that's that's me. Okay, talk- I'm just writing this down. Okay. Uh Oilers guy Bob Stoffer says he approves of cha- of uh, hiring. Good. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, internal hiring. I like I like that. I like what they've done there because they've had. I think they had a pretty good hockey operations staff for a number of years with Brad Treliving. We'll talk about him in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, now that they've got my seal of approval, because really that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, why was Craig Conroy ultimately the right guy? From what you're hearing out of Calgary, I just think his breadth of experience when you consider. It's not just the the management experience that he's had, but his playing career itself. This is a late round pick who played four years of college hockey in the early '90s when that wasn't a thing to then make it to the NHL. He's a third line grinder who ends up becoming captain of a team, was a runner up for a Selkie Trophy, and was also at varying points, especially in the beginning and the end, a healthy scratch. So he, he's, he, he's run the gamut in terms of his playing career at 1,000 NHL games. And then has spent, this is year 14 in the Calgary Flames front office, you know, touching every facet of their operation. You know, a couple weeks ago at the under 18 World Championships in Switzerland, it was Craig Conroy who had boots on the ground at that tournament. He's got, he's run a minor league team. He's understanding development and coaching and pro scouting and and all those different parts of the operation that I think is so critical that when you add in the fact that I, this is my personal opinion, that the Flames ownership group and Mary Edwards can be tough to work for, to understand that and the market, I just think, I I don't know how it could have been anyone other than Craig Conroy from the start. I'll 
take it one step further. Last year, the University Cup in Canada, you know how everybody, a lot of these American teams and, and American, look, Frank, Americans in general talk up Americans. It's part of what Americans do. And it's certainly the case in hockey. And make no mistake, I have a Canadian bias, and you know that, mm-hmm. with the exception of maybe you. And, I was going to say, I'm maybe one of five Americans you actually like. Right. Uh, so, I think. That many? Uh, anyhow, like the reality is, so the University Cup's taken place last year out in Wolfville, Acadia, in the middle of nowhere. Calgary Flames had both Craig Conroy and Brad Pascal at that tournament. No other organization had more than one person at that event. In fact, I bet were, some didn't have any. Uh, yes, several didn't have any. In fact, there was only six or seven teams that had anybody there. They had two guys. That that organization digs in, and that's what they got to do. Now, what do you think his course of action is going to be? What sort of plan of attack? Because they have several players with expiring contracts. Well, I just listened to his introductory press conference, and one of the things that was really interesting was he said he expects changes to happen, not necessarily to the core players of this team, but one of the things that he drove home just in in speaking to the media for the first time as GM was, we need to give young players in this organization a chance. That was one of the real downfalls of Daryl Sutter and last year, that what number is he thing that he did with Jacob Peltier, like that that sent a lot of people over the edge. And that's where he lost a bunch of people. And you know what? The Flames have done a really good job of – um, they may not have hit every home run, but I think they hit enough singles over the years to be contributors to their team. For one, uh, an organization, by the way, that hasn't bottomed out um, at any point. Like when you consider someone like Orion Lomberg, for instance, uh, <laughs> that you pick up in the draft and you have him come through your organization and he ends up landing elsewhere and you see him in the playoffs for the Florida Panthers and and the flames are sitting there kicking themselves today. Like, damn, we could have really used a Ryan Lomberg. Well, you had him and you didn't give him the opportunity. And, you know, there's been that countless story told over and over again for many organizations, but to hear him say, and the message to the Calgary Wranglers as they were leaving was come prepared for training camp because there's going to be spots open like, that's music to the ears of a lot of people uh, down Highway 2. Yeah, Lomberg was signed, as you know, as a free agent out of Maine, and he only got into parts of, you know, he spent five seasons in Stockton, but they only got, gave him 11 NHL games. And he was a pain in the ass, and he's become an effective player. By the way, the bite that Florida got from Calgary alone for Kachuk and Bennett Longberg, those guys are part of the identity that the Panthers have. All right, so part of the reason why this so happened... You're saying, Brett, you're saying Bill Zito should send Brad Tree Living a, a Christmas gift. Or or yes, maybe. I, I mean, I a basket of wine. I'm going to tell you this right now, Bennett. But you should get you should get a couple of those too, Frank. At some point, uh, Sam Bennett. By the way, I mean he's another guy that it never fulfilled itself in in Calgary, and yet it seemingly has with the Florida Panthers. So, so the Flames have gone the route they have with Craig Conroy, a good, solid internal candidate. Toronto, the Kyle Dubas situation. Educate our listeners, what's your take on what transpired down in T.O.? Um, I think the easiest way to explain it is that there was a power struggle. There was Kyle Dubas, who felt like he was in a fine position to make the play, given the leverage that he had as someone that's 
sort of respected around the league as a GM that you could you would see. Here's the easiest way to explain it for Kyle Dubas. He is one of a few people on the planet, three, maybe four at the most, that out of work can call his next shot in hockey. And in this case, he wanted a few things. One, what you heard in the press conference from Brendan Shanahan was more money, an increased financial package, which I don't think the Leafs and Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment even bat an eye at. Brendan Shanahan makes seven million bucks a year, so I don't, him asking for more money as GM uh, in Kyle. Brendan Peter, Shanahan makes seven million a year. Mm-hmm. Wow. So <laughs> good deal for him. Yeah, well, yeah, good deal if you can get it, especially for one that had a pretty long NHL career. This is a good time to be a Shanahan kid. Um, that said, Kyle Dubas also wanted, I believe, to bring his coach back in Sheldon Keefe and autonomy in hockey operations decisions. Essentially, to say to Brendan Shanahan, who's his boss, you need to get out of the way. Yeah. And what you saw in response, which was one of the most incredible press conferences I've ever seen in someone getting slapped in the hockey world on their way out of a position, was the response from Brendan Shanahan to mark his territory, to say, I won, I'm the alpha dog here, and this is how it's gonna work. Now, it was great theater, and you see Kyle Dubas with a statement today just beginning to um, attempt to respond to some of that. It's gonna be hard for him to do so without fully addressing everything. Yep. But I think what's really interesting now is we know that Kyle Dubas overplayed his hand, but did Brendan Shanahan do the same with the way that he filleted Kyle Dubas on the way out? Yeah because that's going to be of consideration for the next person going in. Who's the number one candidate to get the Toronto GM job? I think it has to be Brad Tree Living. He's someone that, uh, you know, having walked from Calgary, I think I just mentioned the idea of working for Mary Edwards and how difficult that can be at times and taxing, um, plus the other facets that come with managing in Calgary. Craig Conroy just referenced the the lack of a new arena and how that's going to change things. It's a tough place to recruit. Yep. Um, not easy. That his ability to make big swings, to be a good communicator, um, to, to have a great sense of the league and how to canvas people and get information. That guy's always on the phone. I'm on the phone all day long. Brad Tree Living, I don't know that he ever puts it down. So, you know, that's an incredible skill in and of itself. He's a grinder. He works. And when you when you consider what Brendan Shanahan said at his press conference, that he's going to place an emphasis on experience, I don't know how anyone has a better resume than Brad Tree Living, considering that, you know, take a look at some of the other people that fall into the I have experience bucket. Some of them you can cross off right away. Ron Hextall has experience, but no one's hiring him. So I think he really stands out in a significant way. Yeah, I'm a big fan of grinders and not golfers, Frank. That's that's kind of where I come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're joined right now by Frank Cervalli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Now back to Dubas. Was Pittsburgh further along down the process when it looked like Dubas was staying in Toronto? And has that changed at all with his availability? 
Um, I think it did. I believe they were pretty far down the track with one, if not two candidates for president and GM that they basically, the process screeched to a halt and they, they put it on pause. I believe to just get one determination, you know, yes or no, is, is this person in play? Like, is Kyle Dubas a viable option? I don't think that was their game plan at all. I think, in fact, many people thought Kyle Dubas was going back to Toronto. Kyle Dubas probably thought he was when the Leafs made their offers over the weekend right after they were eliminated. And so to be in this spot where they sort of had this candidate that checks a lot of their boxes, has an analytical drive to the way that he views hockey, um, is sort of, you know, a new age hockey professional that they were missing in their previous regime. Um, all those things, and, and he, he sort of seems like someone that with the other interests that he has, whether it's soccer or whatever else, like he could fit into the, you know, maybe the even larger hierarchy of Fenway Sports Group outside of just the Pittsburgh Penguins, that he, he, he makes sense. I think the biggest question is, is Kyle Dubas interested in the position? And everything that I could gather to this point is no, that with the Penguins' competitive window, their best days behind them, that it's not really all that attractive of an opportunity. Like, you need seven, eight years to turn that franchise around, at least. There's a lot of pain coming. But I just don't know what the calculus has been like in the last five days since his world was turned upside down and he was essentially just punched in the face publicly by Brendan Channing. Uh, you've put out your free agent list for daily face-off. Is that correct, Frank? Yep, today, top 50 with contract projections. Yeah, are you uh, unofficially doing some work for Thunder Creek Professional Player Management? I'm not, but... Uh, <laughs> you know where I'm going have. here, right? Damon, Damon Severson? What do, you, what do you got Damon Severson projected to get in free agency? Six times 6.1. Oh that sounds about right to me. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, okay, what do you want to wager that it's within a certain uh, circle of, like, like, let's call it within a certain dollar threshold of that and years? This has got to be like Price is Right. You either get 6.1 right or I'm going to go below 6.1. How's that? But how many years? Like, that's that's not fair. I would just and, have, and here's uh, what I here's what I want. Here's what I want is dinner at Ruth Chris, all on you, no gift cards. What? That yeah. That's that's not how radio works, Frank. You got you got to dig into your pocket, Bob. Uh, I, I don't know. It's like peeling an onion. I will, I'll be crying with every uh, yeah, single bill like that you, comes. Your arms suddenly aren't long enough. There we go. Uh, but so what's the seriously though? What do you think he's getting? Oh, I think somebody's going to give him four and a half to five million on minimum six to seven years. Okay, so how far off am I? Uh, it's yeah. really not even my data. It's from AFP Analytics. How far off are we? We're not that far off. What is AFP That's Analytics? Is that just an abbreviation or is it an actual? No, it's actually someone that I found on social media. They found me and they said, "Hey, why don't you take, um, why don't you take a look at our data?" And so I took their spreadsheet and I ran it through a couple agents and GMs that I trust in the league. And they were like, look, some of these are off. Like, I don't think anyone's giving Pierre Engvall four times 4.1. But some of these 
actually look pretty damn close, if not a little bit low. I saw because yeah. you're not you're not actually accounting for the human negotiation, the emotion that comes into that that often nets players a little bit more. Or yeah, uh, it's interesting. Just speaking of analytics, somebody showed me a stat: uh, the Florida Panthers have played 15 games based upon expected goals for they should be four and 11. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I was going to say, you could actually make the case in this Eastern Conference final that Carolina has been the better team. Yeah. So I don't know that I would, you would win that argument, but it's, it'd be one worth having. Well, it's, it's interesting stuff. Uh, so you've listed the top 50 potential free agents? Yeah, so you teased it on Friday when I uh, was wrapping up my hit, and you said, we're going to talk about someone that I really like. And I said, oh, is that Connor Brown? You said, nope, he's second. Who's your guy? <laughs> I just said who it was. Obviously, I liked. I've always liked David David Severson. I think, and uh, now, and and part of the reason we we should explain. Jersey. Has, I thought you were trashing Damon Severson, saying that that's a that's no, a bad projection. No, I actually do think he'll get. He might get five million a year on a seven year deal from somebody. I do. Here's what I'd say about Severson. We we should explain to people. They have Dougie Hamilton, and they have uh, John Marino. And then they've got not one but two right shot, including Luke Hughes. What's the other one? Simon Nemich. So they've got mm-hmm. all these young D that they got to integrate into their lineup. Uh, now, Edmonton would have to make multiple moves to make something. There's an argument they just need to ride with CC, and he's got to bounce back here because he had a tough year this year. Um, I do like Connor Brown, and I think if you could get Connor Brown on a um, – you know, one of those bonus laden contracts because he missed, he's at the experience level and he missed the majority of last year. You can do that. I would be open to that all day, but I've always liked Severson. And I like, I also, as you know, Frank, think you need right shots. There's a lot of left well, shots and both those guys are right shots. I was going to say, if you want to know how valuable having a right shot guy is, there's a reason why he's number one. And the next closest right shot defenseman on my board is down at 17 and Scott Mayfield. They're far and few between. And if you want to keep scrolling further, guess who has really helped himself these playoffs? Radko Gudis? Yep, 22. He was in the 40s before this playoff started. Yep. And that's not recency bias. What it is is it it tells you that guys like him help you win in the playoffs. Right. And that projection seems pretty fair to me, 3 times 3 or 3 times 3.3. Yeah, absolutely. Frank, great stuff. Love having you on the show. And I just got a call from so my So what's bu- our wager? I need to know. Like on CBC, well, what, uh, I, I say he gets six or seven years, no more than $5 million per. How's that? No more than five. So anything over five, I, I win. You win. And uh, I'll oh, bet man. you. Uh, take it to the bank. Brandon, I hope you're recording this. We can just we can tweet by it out. By the way, what, what's, uh, we have Ken Holland coming up shortly. Uh, what was the fine Italian restaurant that you uh, you took us to the last couple of years? Uh, it's called Saloon. Called Saloon. And for the record, there is nobody that has, uh, there's been no business taken care of in there in the last four or five years. Is that correct? Uh, can neither confirm nor deny. But maybe something occurred back in the 60s and the 70s there? Maybe. It's a great place, Frank. Thanks again. Love having you on the show, my man. Have a good one, Bob. You bet. That is Frank Saravalli. He joins us every Tuesday for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta Live Thoroughbred Racing back at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino Friday and Saturday. For more information, head to thehorses.com. It's 1254 in Edmonton. You're listening to Winners Now. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, it is uh, 12.57 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. The Oilers Now Injury Report was brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. It's this simple. They're the best. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They've got over 250 years' worth of experience. They get you the best results. Huge supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the University of Alberta Golden Bears and Pandas. This text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, how's it going? Good. Panthers are going to win the Cups is a text here. They've got it going on. They've got the mojo. They're in the zone. Lots of reasons why, but I'll name the most important one. Goalkeeper. He stopped everything just like Rollison did back in 06. I'm tired of teams winning the Cup where it doesn't blow drop uh, below 20 degrees in the wintertime from Jay from the City of Champions. They still got to get past potentially Vegas or Dallas. Let's just not quite anoint them yet, but they're playing pretty well. 